Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Is it tougher to listen to this now, knowing that it didn't work out for Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson? It's always hard to listen to this. But it did work out for Joe Simpson and Bryce Chandler Hill. That would have been a fun offshoot of their reality show. A little spinoff, like Joey for Friends. But that was the prime of reality television. I forgot what the show was called with them. Yeah. But that was so gold. Like, that was like the golden era of reality television with that. Doug, did you watch the Cos Simpson Nick Lachey show? Did not. Oh, what was it called? The show Despite the golden era. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best reality show of all time, do you think? Real World. No question, right? I think people would say Jersey Shore. Real World, man. Well, how about, like, American Idol? Ooh, Survivor. It's not really a reality show. It's more sure like, it is. That's like a singing contest show. I feel like that's its own but it's, but it's real stuff. It's not, most of it's not scripted. People whoa, gotta bring whoa, talent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but when I hear reality TV, I don't think of American Idol. I think I'm with Jackson. I don't first think of that as reality television. Oh. I'm still going with the real world. Clock like, in my age range, people, the Jersey Shore was as popular Yeah, I get anything. it. And I was all in on the first two seasons of the Jersey Shore, so I can't say anything. Those guys are making a couple million an episode. They're still making really? money just by it's being crazy. themselves. It's yeah. insane. Doug, we met our calling. We should have been reality TV stars. Stars. It's called Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica. Yeah. Is that right? Boy, God, I that was so that good. I don't think I could have done the Survivor thing. I'd, I'd have made a lousy contestant on Survivor. Amazing Race, I think, the one I could, probably could have done the best at. At least you don't deal with snakes in the woods, mm. lions out in the jungle or something. We did have to deal with that in one of our spring training trips. Yes, we did, and we didn't like it. We ran. (laughs) Almost into (laughs) oncoming traffic. (laughs) That would have been preferable to whatever beast was behind that fence. A boar? Could have been. It literally sounded like two boars mating while their other Mm. kids were, like, saying, get off. Yeah. Oh. Oh, It was was horrible, ghastly, otherworldly sound. Oh. Those are good times there in Florida. (laughs) Well, maybe someday we'll get back. Those are the halcyon days, man. Going out there for a week. Yeah. Maybe after the Cardinals have a, a run of really horrible seasons, they'll say, you know what, we need the media <laughs> back here. We need those morons back. Uh, Larry Nickel wants to talk about things. Oh. Uh, good morning, Larry. Sorry, Larry. Oh. Well, hello, Nixie. He's up. How you guys doing? Oh, we're fine. You? 
I'm doing great. All right. So, what happened on the presentation last night? Well, that was that was both been a match between Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura. But visa problems? No, uh, Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura. But the match was both been got changed to a street fight. Okay. You fighting a little cold and, today, Larry? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of us are. Yeah. But anyway, to break it down, a, well, a street fight is for Doug. Okay. Anything goes. And the only way to win is to be pinned or to submit in the ring. Sounds like a regular match. Uh, Doug? Yeah. A regular match means if you get disqualified, you lose the match. Okay. A street fight is no disqualifications, no countouts. All right. Nobody ever gets counted out anyway, do they? Yeah. Like in the match between uh, Kofi Kingston and Louis Kaiser. Is that what they do when they don't want someone to lose? Instead, they just count, get counted out <laughs> so they're not actually pinned and lose their reputation. You're making it sound like it's predetermined. It is. Uh, Doug, what are you talking about? Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but, but the match between Louis Kaiser and Kofi Kingston didn't end in a regular count out. It ended in a double countout, which means both competitors were counted outside the ring. Okay. And there was also a title match last night, too. Was there? Between who? Yes. Uh, Kaden Carter and Katana, Katana Jantz and Piper Nevin and Chelsea Green. And the winners of the match and still... WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Kaden Carter and Katana Jantz. Oh, okay. Unbelievable. All right. It's a nice W. Larry, do you have the top five countries in the world available? Yes, I do, Tim. Thanks for asking. No problem. Number five would be Argentina. Yeah. Thought it was about right. It's gaucho country. Number four, Australia. Number three, Canada. They dropped. Number two will be What was Cleveland. that? Cleveland? No. Greenland. Greenland. Wow. Moves Greenland into two. moved into the second well, spot over Canada. Yeah, huh? what happened there? Uh, there's my left. I can buy whoever I want. Where I want. Oh, gosh. Sorry <laughs> and, of course, number one was, if and always will be, except for one week. United States of America. Yep, nice there it you. is. Nice to Yep, hear. there it is. Larry, God bless you, and uh, God bless these United States of America. Yeah. God bless America. There he is. Doug, the final AP poll is out, and your University of Missouri Tigers finished number eight, both in the coaches' poll and in the AP poll. Want to guess who's number one? I would I would assume Michigan. That's correct. Yeah. Want to guess who's number two? Uh... uh uh, that's a little harder. I guess Washington. That's correct. All right. Want to guess who's number three? Uh, how about Alabama? No. Texas. That's correct. Three, Texas. Okay, four. But number four. I, I guess got to be Alabama. Nope, Georgia. Georgia. Number five. Alabama. Number six. Uh, Georgia. Number six. Uh, we already had Georgia. Oh, do we? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oregon. Oregon. 
Ohio State? Uh, Oregon. Well, you got Ohio State ahead of the Gers. Oh. Uh, and Florida State. They tied, actually, for six, which means Missouri is eighth. Okay. Which actually Ole is... Ole Miss, nine, and Ohio State, ten. It's accurate, right? I think that's... that's to me, bad, people man. saying that Missouri should have been ahead of Oregon is insane. Have people been saying that? Oh, right when Oregon law or Oregon won and Missouri won, that was the consensus to where they're two lost teams, but they beat Ohio State. This would be a lot and of people. Oregon just beat Liberty. That I, 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 that was a thing. I think really? a, lot of, a lot of people in Cottleville think Oregon should have beat. Missouri. Oh my yeah. God! It goes back to yeah. that. Webster's more of a Mizzou area. It's just closer. It I could don't. be debatable with Florida State. I understand how their season ended with not ideal. So I, I could see the argument made for Missouri being ahead of them. But I think you got to go by body of work, too, overall. It's not just the last three weeks of the season. The Liberty quarterback went into the portal. He's good. I think he'll get a chance. Michigan, despite the cheating, had an awfully impressive season. When you beat an undefeated Washington team, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, didn't really have a close game with anyone else in the Big Ten. They just rolled through everybody. Well, they really hadn't played many people at all until they played Penn State and then just ran 32 straight times on them to shut that thing down. Then they beat Ohio State, and uh, then they finished the world tour with you know, the Big Ten championship thing with Iowa, whatever. But then Alabama and Washington. So it was kind of quiet and like, what is Michigan? And then they finish in the way that they did. And the thing is, I guess the score in the end against Washington conveyed the dominance that they really had in the first quarter with running the football as effectively as they did. Plus, there was some real domination on the interior of the defensive line. But they dominated Alabama like that, and obviously the score didn't reflect it since it went to overtime. I mean, they really did dominate Michael Penix Jr. left that game looking like he'd been run over by a train. Yeah. Did you see him oh, trying to get hits. off? Yeah. He got hit almost every time he threw. Not necessarily a lot of sacks, but he got hit every yeah. time he threw the ball. Yeah. Now, I need to know because I don't know this. Is the Michigan saga done? It, are, uh, are the no, NCAA? there are two okay. uh, investigations. I would be shocked if Jim Harbaugh comes back. They're losing 17 starters, plus there are two investigations going on. So I would be shocked if he comes back. So, so there is still a chance that punishment future punishments could be handed down that would be my question yes okay i didn't know if it was swept under the rug and it was done harbaugh got that three-game suspension it was over i didn't know if it was still ongoing he got suspended twice because this just showed that cheating works and i don't like that aspect of it i'm not saying it doesn't happen in football college or professional but when you get caught you shouldn't be able to win a national title that same season i i I realize there's got to be an investigation and protocol it just for one, the, the game, watching the game last night was pretty awful, miserable to watch. And two, it just didn't feel right watching a team that clearly cheated. Now, how, on what degree, you know, they can play that out in the courts, but they clearly cheated. They, they suspended their coach for three games. He'd been suspended half the season this year. He was suspended to for a total of separate, six games. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, <laughs> it just doesn't sit right that he's on national television afterwards saying, yeah, we're innocent, you know, we went went through adversity. The adversity that they caught themselves by cheating yeah. is now used as a motivational tactic for all the quote-unquote haters who like, you know, an even playing field. It blows my mind. I still feel a little dirty. I don't like it. That's and a game with terrible Let me watch. Get the mittens. Get the mittens. Get the mittens. Get the mittens. Here is, yeah, those are my EDF. EDF group. Yeah. Because when look the at those. get that hot, I risk being burned. <laughs> so this is how you handle it? You put on these mittens yeah. from EDF group? I love look the at that. My hands are safe. Nice well, look at that. I know you're safe. Here's Jim Harbaugh saying uh, that uh, they're innocent. 
This was not a season where everything went the way you wanted it to. There were some of the off-the-field issues, which we all know about. Can you talk about the satisfaction having overcome those as well to get to this point? Does it make it even sweeter? Right. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it, it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Uh, to win every game. Uh, the off off the field issues. We're innocent. <laughs> and we stood we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent. And. Yeah, overcome that. Uh, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. So um, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Well, when he lays out his case like that, they must be innocent. That sounds like the most guilty guy I've ever heard of in my life. I have zero knowledge and interrogation and tells, but when you say innocent five times in a matter of one sentence, sounds like you're guilty to me. They've got video of the, what the guy took, right? They suspended him for three yeah. games, They'd which he had job. zero argument for, yeah. and about Lofton's job. And there, See, to me, I, I don't know. I hope it comes out and, you know, things happen. Reggie Bush got his Heisman taken away. Let's be serious. The NCAA can pick and choose when they can well, punish people in House of the Year. Well, Tim's right. He won't be around to see it. He'll be, I don't know. Do you think he's going Chargers? Chargers. I hear Washington's going to come after him. Commanders? Yeah. I know he ain't. he's the top of the list of the Chargers. I know that. I would, I would think Chargers. You get, oh, I'd rather you, go there than Washington. You get a, yeah, you and, get a and you got Justin Herbert. I mean, that's... To live in Los Angeles, and he's going to make an absurd amount of money. Not that you know he's hurting now, but uh, then you get to get away from the situation in Ann Arbor. He's a god there because he brought his alma mater a national championship, their first uh, non-co-championship since the 1950s. Is that right? 1940s, 1950s. So yeah, yeah they split it with Nebraska in '97. Good uniforms, so though. Those are good Michigan uniforms. You're on board with the uniforms. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did Jackson, did you have a problem with the all-Navy last night? I don't mind the all-Navy. I think it looks pretty solid. Michigan has great uniforms. I can't yeah. deny it. All right, the best helmets in college football. The helmets are outstanding. They can get Take rid it of, from Vianney. They can get rid of the stickers. I think the stickers are lame, but... The stickers feels like an Ohio State thing. Right. And I just I find it childish, but whatever. Oh, I love the pride stickers. I remember playing NCAA football and creating my team, and they would you always have pride stickers. Oh, you got stickers, stickers. Baby. oh yeah. How do you get a sticker? You get uh, you had a good game. Here's five of them. I think if the all, I'm sure there's certain stipulations of the offense, defense, special teams, individual accolades, a win, because all the stickers said a little bit of different things, and like pride and. Could we get stickers here for a good take? Yeah. On our dunk. We could cap. do that. Right, nice. We can right. put our dunk cap on and put another pride sticker on our cap. Gold, gold yeah. stars. We'll have Jackson be the be the referee of that. We'll have a board in here, put our names on it, and every or a little helmet. We need our own little Lousy helmet. had four good takes today. You get four gold stars, and Iggy had three bare, terrible takes. So we're taking these three stars off of his. Oh. That little star. Audio on. issue free. Gold star. Yeah, I'd like that. Doug wearing those mitts has me running through all sorts of fantasies in my head. That's from Curtis Ansford's Greasy, Greasy Five Hole. He likes uh, glove fantasies. When you put mittens like this on, you're not only protected from hot takes, but you also feel a little bit like a member of the crab family. Lobster, oh. pincer crab, something like that. They're just really nice mitts. I like a good spiny lobster. No claws. 
<laughs> How are you? What's your name? Hmm. <laughs> Keisha Gray. Yeah, like yep, give Jackson more responsibility. He's played us too full. That's from KG in O Town. Just like he just out of well, it nowhere. Be my responsibility to give a gold star out if I'm on the show talking. I'd like a sticker. Maybe, maybe just put right on our heads. We can walk around with these stickers on our heads for when yeah. we have hot takes. You just walk out of here with a forehead yeah. full of stickers, you know you're balling. Michigan can S my D. They are the Cottleville of college football. My hate for them runs very deep. That's from the worst one's wacko. He does oh. not like the Wolverines. Well, I, w- I would love to see some scholarship taken away and kind of a new Brady Hoke era returning back to Michigan. <laughs> that would be my hope. Rich I know Rod. it will happen. Rich Rod, that would be great to just see him crumble at 7-5 and five every year. Yeah. Well, good that. news, Plowhawk. The uh, top 25 is out for 2024, Ooh, Doug, right? from ESPN. Uh, who do you think is number one? Uh, how can we do this yet? We don't Georgia. even know who all the players are going to be on the team. got to be Georgia returning the quarterback. Plowhawk right? knows. He's exactly Has right. There you go. Georgia's number one. Yeah. Alabama, too, got to be. Well, no, they're not going to have Brock Bowers or Vlad McConkey. No, that's true. Um, but, yeah, they will have their quarterback returning. All right, number two. Plow, uh, plug Alabama, in. probably. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Texas. Okay. Wow. Hmm. They All open right. up the season against Michigan in Ann Arbor, but that's not going to be the same team that we saw last night. I think Michigan might have a 2019 LSU to 2020 LSU kind of drop-off headed their way, plus they'll most likely have a new coach. Uh, number three, Doug. Oh, probably Alabama. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Oregon. Geez. You surprised to see Oregon there? No Bo Nix? But... Yes. Oh, they're gonna, they retooled with two quarterbacks. Danny Lanning. The Danny Lanning. Got Dylan Gabriel. The schools aren't even done stealing each other's players yet. <laughs> <And> coaches. <laughs> yeah, the coaches is the key. Doug, you want to guess number four? Probably you... Alabama. Yes, you hit that. Okay. What number five? Uh, LSU. No. Can I have initials, Ole Miss, please? baby, right? No. Nope. Nope. Uh, no, we said Ohio State? Uh, Ohio State, that's correct. Is that right? Okay. I thought, well, you're all oh, over this thing. Plowsy said that. Uh, number six. LSU. Uh, Ole, Miss. Ole Miss. Penn State. Florida State. No. no. Can we have no. initials, please? No. M. M. Michigan. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, okay. Which mm. short that Michigan play. Yeah, that, I would short that Michigan play. Uh, number seven. Oh, gosh. Ole Miss. Uh-oh. Yes! Plow. Finally, I knew, I knew they had a great train for you. Number eight. Uh, Oklahoma. No, I'm Mizzou, sorry. baby. Plowhawk again! Oh, really? come on, Plowsy. Yes. Number I'm eight, your Missouri things. Tigers. That's awesome. Number nine, Arizona. And number ten, Fighting Irish. They will be losing the very hot Sam Hartman. These are predictions, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say Arizona. Not me. We haven't played the season yet. Arizona quarterback and wide receiver are like a tag team partner. I think they're both entering transfer portal. I'll be shocked if Arizona was ranked after your two best players leave. I'm just curious. So Missouri has a chance to maybe move up in those rankings. Well, Missouri will be in a spot where they most likely are top 15 before the season, possibly top 10, and barring a surprise, they will be undefeated. Going into College Station, uh, Doug. Is that October 9th? I don't have the schedule in front of me, Tim. I think October 9th. I don't know. I guess their biggest concern is how much of a defensive coaching staff will they have to rebuild, and will they lose any of those players? They'll be competing. Uh, Alabama needs a defensive coordinator now. Although I think there's a good chance that they just stay in house. Colonel's working it. I know that. Okay. Oh, but he loves 
putting it down to the grindstone in the offseason. He was, he was ready for a nice little yeah. quiet basketball season, transition season. He can take some time off. It's got to be exciting to try to figure out where defensive coordinators are going to go from one school to the other. Gosh. I'd Never ends get, for that, Colonel. I'd rather get back to the Cottleville-Webster feud. All right, I'll see what's That's going on there. bubbling. <laughs> I would guess two losses is the most you could have to make the playoffs last year. I think I'm with you. I would, uh, without question, in particular from the Missouri perspective because of how weak their non-conference schedule is. Well, what if you win your conference with two losses? Um, yeah, I don't. Yes, I mean they would be. They don't. They have an automatic bid. So, like, if they lost to Boston College, for example, you're worried about that UMass trip. I am. That Amherst is a, is a dangerous place trip. to go. Give them a million dollars and just walk away from that game. Trust me, if they could, they would. Uh, Durka, Durka, Dur. <laughs> I'm Ken Strode. Jackson, give me a sticker. Durka, Durka, Dur. That's from Colts beat writer Brian Henschen. His team has been vanquished, dug by the Houston Texans. Third down play and a drop. Fourth down yeah. play and a drop. There were some drops last night by Washington receivers. Boy, well, there were some missed throws by yeah. Michael Penix. Yeah. That was not a well-played game. Mm-hmm. That was not a great game. But boy, yeah. those Michigan D-backs, they were right on those receivers. The throw would hit him right in the chest, and then there'd be a DB, DB and pound him with it, knock the ball out. That, that number zero, Sandstrew, is a player, bro. Like yeah. That guy was all over the field. So it was 55. Yeah, he's a true sophomore. He'll have to be back next year, that dude, too. Maybe he'll transfer to Missouri or Umsel. <laughs> I think Truman. Same thing. That'd be a bad, be a, <laughs> be a disappointing transfer. Be transferred to Umsel thinking he was going to Mizzou. Like, Signed his papers. They don't even have a team here. NCAA doesn't yeah. allow him to. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Friend of the show, John Denton, had this uh, yesterday, Plowhawk. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah. And he will join us on Balloon Party coming Ooh. up at uh, 1030. Uh, and this is what he writes. He has a newsletter now, Doug. You like newsletters? I don't mind them. Really? Do you, do you subscribe to some? No. Okay. This will likely go over in St. Louis about as well as a warm Budweiser, toasted ravioli out of the microwave, or Kansas City barbecue. But here goes. Cardinal President Bill DeWitt III told MLB.com that because of various financial uncertainties, the club isn't likely to make any more moves this offseason that would significantly increase payroll. Barring a trade where the Cardinals send out roughly the same amount of money that they are taking back, the club's roster is going to be set for when pitchers and catchers report to spring training. Yes! The Cardinals acted aggressively early in free agency by signing Sonny Gray, Kyle Gibson, and Lance Lynn, and they Later, bolstered the bullpen with the additions of Andrew Kittred, uh, Ryan Fernandez, Riley O'Brien, and Nick Robertson. Still, with potential aces such as Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery on the free agent market, Cardinal fans have been hopeful that one more move might be in the works. It isn't likely to happen, according to DeWitt III. Quote, look, I think we're always open to improving our club within reason, but, you know, we're, we've already made some big moves. 
With payroll, it has to be thought of in the context of the whole business with all the investments we're making in other aspects of the product on the field. And then there's the revenue picture, which frankly is a bit challenging this year relative to last year when you think about what's happening with local television, media, etc. So we are making a pretty big push by raising payroll and having revenue somewhat challenged. It's actually quite a commitment. Now, is there a little more payroll room there? It depends on the deal. Uh, so there it is, Doug, Bill DeWitt third. Yeah. So uh, for Cardinal fans who are hopeful that there may be another move coming uh, per Bill DeWitt III, uh, he does not expect it. Yeah, not terribly surprising to me. I, I didn't really expect him to land another big-time free agent pitcher. They're all going to the Dodgers anyway. <laughs> I, actually, I, I said this. This is the same team, right, as, as last year. I don't, I don't see – there might be minor improvement – but they're not getting to the playoff improvements. They, they lost 90 games. They were 20 games out of first. They're in the National League Central, which is a, a butt-ass festival, so getting to the playoffs is, is certainly in play. I think there's... I'm not saying that from a perspective of, wow, I'm really impressed, but I, I, it's a different situation if you were in any of the coastal divisions. If you're in the American League Central, National League Central, it's a different set of circumstances. We've seen a lot of tense off-seasons here. And fans, you know, coming at, you know, management. I think this is the the year that, like, I've seen more than any of that. Usually they give them the benefit of the doubt. You wait to the, oh, I, you know, I, the offseason. This that. is tense. I mean, you're not used to losing 90 games in St. Louis. I understand that that's an anomaly. But to replace some guys with 34-year-old pitchers not doing anything to the bullpen, that's that's a tough sell to the fans. Well, they brought in I mean, that's, that, that is... That that counts. That guy's a damn good pitcher. But with that said, I you know I mean if anybody is thinking world championship, uh, I would be interested in, in hearing the reasoning. At the same time, uh, as we see it, it, you know, and this is the cardinal mindset. You just get in and you see if you can be the Diamondbacks or yeah. the Phillies. That's that's kind of the way that it is. I wonder if we see now uh, John Mazelak's successor with the signing of Kaim Bloom yesterday. What do you think about that? I think that could be the play. Could be, although you don't he kind of so? left Boston in a shambles there, didn't he? Well, their developmental system improved with each year that he was there. He inherited a disaster, and it improved substantially. He, the major league did not, but the minor league talent evaluation, which may be the cardinal model now, um, if they're in quite a bit of concern regarding revenue streams tied to television. I'm just concerned if, if he was so great, why did he get fired? Why is he gone? Why is he well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, I didn't say he's so great. I'm just saying I think he could be, he's a hell of a lot more likely, in my opinion, to be the next president of baseball operations versus Michael Gersh. Yeah, probably so. I think it's pronounced Chaim. Chaim, Chaim Bloom. Chaim, Chaim. Thank Hiam. you, Jackson. Just for Bloom Party. But you can say Chaim. That's acceptable. What would be the official? Chaim. Chaim. Chaim Bloom. Chaim Bloom. But he needs another. He's only got five assistants, so he needs another advisor. Uh-oh. Well, Gersh is strictly coffee now, I do believe. I think oh, he messed up one of the pizza <laughs> orders for one of the pizza parties um, after one of the big trade they did. We'll go down to the front oh, office and look at all the people that are, their title is assistant to John Mazalek, advisor to John Mazalek, assistant to John Mazalek. He's got like five people. Well, it is a $2 billion business. $2 that they billion can't pay enterprise. money to players, but they can pay a lot of money to... Bobos. That's my whole thing. Guys, like, not guys aren't like, making player-type money. You have owner talking about, you know, tightening the pockets and 
you know, we're not going to be able to sign any players. Oh, by the way, we got a third assistant for John Mozeliak, who absolutely had done nothing the last two seasons besides oh, ruining the paintball team. We got another assistant player. I got the mittens on there. That was, oh, Doug, big old fans not happy. I'm not saying they went it and got elite talent, but they are much improved over last year. They will make the playoffs. It's everyone's mindset. It's just about getting in and getting hot. That's from... Big old fan, and he won worst texture of the year 2023. So this is the slow brainwashing that Mosellock and the DeWitts have done over the year. That's a perfect example of, the, like, now where the mindset is, oh, just get in and miracle can happen. And, like, th- that's going to be the cardinal way is going to be let's slide up on in there. Let's just win the last <laughs> series of the season so we can backdoor our way in and, quote, unquote, anything can happen. Well, how that's a you... great business model. No wonder why he had five assistants. Oh. How could you possibly, though, compete with the money that the Dodgers are throwing around? How are you going to try to match that? Well, you if, can't. Well, giving up is a good—I I love the white flag. I think what they did is smart. No, Telling no, the other teams, don't worry, we're not doing anything. Well, I have no problem with what he did. I mean, what people don't understand and don't want to understand—I'm not talking about you, Palazzi. I'm talking about fans that just want to trash him and say he's, they spend no money— you know, baseball teams are just like businesses. They have budgets. They have the bottom line. They have fiscal responsibilities. And when you see the problems that Ballys is having, and that's a ton of money for you, you can't say, okay, well, this is our this is our budget, but go spend another hundred million. Who cares? No, you have to. You have budgets. You have to follow them. Yeah. And that's a baseball team is no different than any other business. The payroll is $200 million uh, for the upcoming season, which is an increase over last year. I personally like what they've done this offseason just because they have not gone out and and signed a seven-year pitching contract to a guy who's already in his 30s. That's what I'm against. I'm not against individuals. I'm against those kinds of contracts which can hamstring an organization. At the same time, if the Phillies are like, man, we were so close one year, we were close again the following year, we got to have Aaron Nola, let's go all in. And the price of getting Aaron Nola is that kind of deal. Uh, But that's not the kind of contract I wanted the Cardinals to sign in particular this year because they needed, you know, at least another Sonny Gray kind of pitcher, if not two of those. So from my standpoint, even though I'm not expecting the Cardinals to do much, but they, of course, can because that is Major League Baseball when it gets down to the postseason now, um, I like that they really aren't tied in long-term to anybody, I suppose, minus Contreras. I think... I don't, I don't know if I love that, though, because I most of the time like the one-term or one-year contracts. doesn't matter the AAV. You give it a go. But looking at next year's free agent class and looking what we're going to have to do again to the pitching rotation, if Steven Matz doesn't work out and has an injury-prone half-ass sub-four, five ERA, that experiment may be done. So you're going to have to replace Gibson. You're going to have to replace Lynn. Potentially Matz. Mike Liss is going to be on his last year of his deal. And then you got Sonny Gray, who had two more years. So realistically, you're going into next offseason needing to add three more pitchers in a worse free agent class. I, I, there's a point, time and a place to sign one-year deals. I think solely focusing on that when you need to really solidify your rotation. So then what would you have done differently? I mean, you may, they may not have been able to do anything differently. They may just, like Doug said, Dodgers may have been, been able to outbid them and defer all that money that the Cardinal can't do, and it's impossible for them. I, I just don't like the fact that next year we're going to need to add three starting pitchers again. 
And then you're going to have to do that again and again. And I don't think there's going to be any continuity. And this is if Steven Matz works out for a full calendar year, which he has not shown. But it may be preferable to go year to year with some of these starting pitchers who make so darn much money than to get tied up with someone who might break down and you still owe them another five or six years. And Lennon Gibson club has an option on for next year. I mean, listen, I'm not saying I'm excited about that, but Mm -hmm. they're not. And Tank Hence is somebody that they're super high on. I don't know if Graceffa will wind up pitching at the major league level as a reliever this year and then eventually become a starter. Uh, And then uh, an interesting article yesterday sent to me by producer Joe, too. How about that, Doug? (laughs) Uh, About uh, about parking related? Oh, no. Well, that's his area of expertise. Oh, no. Uh, Let's see what... uh, Well, he sent me another link this morning. Boy, this guy... He wants to get back into the producing (laughs) business. He wants back in the game. Uh, This comes from Baseball America. Uh, Let's see what we got. Can we ever get Joe back on the show? No way. Thank you. Would you like producer Joe? Just for a guest spot. Go ahead. I'll take the day off. I know Joe Joe enough to where he'd be. There's no way in hell. Just for an hour or so. No. Even with a payment. Why? Producer Joe, would you like to be on the program? You're going to be vacationing in the Hamptons. I'm going to be vacationing in the Hamptons. It'd be great to have old home week. Have some of the old guys back just... I'll bring back some hello. of the classics. That? Wouldn't, oh, that, be, wouldn't that be interesting? Be <clears throat> you won't be here. Why? Why must we have so many feuds running with so many people? <laughs> well, I don't. He is the one that I said I will never be friends with. <laughs> so well, if he... Uh... We're just we're co-workers. We're not friends here. Well, he's not even a co-worker. He doesn't work here. No, I know. But you can still be cordial to someone when they come I've in. I've tried. I'm not getting into it again. I've tried. He wants no part of it, so hell with it. If he wants to come in here, I'll take the segment off, the day off, whatever he wants to do. Okay. Man, I wish I had a feud so I could take a day off when someone came in. I need, I'd to, like start, to, I need I, to start a feud. I'd like the non-gay to come back for a non-ling spot. I'll t- yeah, I text with the Pete. non-ling even more than I text with producer Joe. Non-ling is a, a big balloon party guy, and he's all fired up about the blues and uh, those young guys who had the big world juniors. My yeah. God. A lot of blues fans are, actually. Armstrong was all... Worked up about Snuggerud. Yeah, Doug, you I like the nickname Jibby Snipes? I bet you do. <laughs> I, I kind of like yeah, it. I had a feeling you'd like that. Snipes. He had another goal saucy Anyway, uh, Baseball America article. A while ago, we looked at which teams have had the most success at drafting, signing, and developing hitters since the current draft bonus format was adopted in 2012. Now, we're taking a look at how teams have done at identifying, signing, and developing pitching. We're looking at the draft from 2012 to present. Why 2012? It's the first year of the current draft rules. Unlike uh, until 2011, teams weren't limited in how much they could spend in the draft. Because it's a draft study that looks at cumulative stats, the study is weighted toward teams which had success in 2012 through 2017, more so than teams who have drafted excellent in recent years. Even more so than when it comes to hitters, there are balances to be made when evaluating how well teams have evaluated, drafted, signed, and developed pitchers. Quality is probably most important, but quantity matters as well. Finding an excellent ace is great, but if you don't have back-of-the-rotation arms and relievers, an ace only helps you every five games. And a team lacking in quality arms may burn out the arms it doesn't have. Much like the best hitters analysis, there is a pretty clear number one when it comes to drafting and signing future big league pitchers in the current draft bonus pool era. Would you like to take a guess at who the number one is? Tampa Bay. No, I'm sorry. Plowick, you want to take a guess? God. Texas? No, I'm sorry. Hey, you want to take a guess? Baltimore? No, I'm sorry. Don't take a guess? No, I'm sorry. Can you have initials, please? Then I'm going to give it away. Yeah, I'm going to Atlanta? No, I'm sorry. Hey, you want to take a guess? 
Oh, the best pictures. No, I'm sorry, Doug. The Cardinals. Yes! Oh, oh my God. They're the best in the league at drafting pitchers? The Cardinals don't have the best runs allowed per nine oh. innings, but they have the third best all runs allowed per nine and the 11th best FIP. Doug, you like FIP, fielding no. independent okay, pitching? Here we go. MIT graduates <laughs> gather around the hearth. We got <laughs> baseball on. So why are they clearly number one? Because they managed to be among the best in performance metrics while also being by far the best in terms of volume. With 6,998 innings, Cardinals have drafted and signed 1,300 more innings than any other team. They have 279 more starts than any other team, and they have 94 more wins. So who have the Cardinals landed? Waka, Gonzalez, Flaherty, Weaver, Gomber, Hicks, Helsley, Gallon, and Dakota Hudson. That's a run that any team would be thrilled to have produced. There's a frontline starter in Gallon, multiple other reliable starters, and a start of a bullpen as well. Once you get past the Cardinals, there are a number of other teams who have an impressive draft runs in landing arms. Then they are the Padres, the Blue Jays, the Braves, the Guardians, and the Brewers. The worst teams at drafting pitchers, the A's, the Pirates, the Mets, and the Red Sox. There you go. Did they even mention Alcantara in that group of pitchers? You know? Yeah, but they, they should have mentioned it. I love how they gloss over the fact that this organization that it praised right now in this article was the one that got rid of and traded Gowan, who is now a Cy Young pitcher for Arizona. You'd never... Well, I mean, I get that, but it's, it is about drafting. It's not, Correct, it's not but about... that's developing as well, that they didn't get to develop him. Arizona did, really. So I don't know if you can take credit for Miami. a guy that, you know, was able to... I mean, are, are we taking credit for Sandy Alcantara's success because he was in the organization but never pitched for us? I, I don't know I guess the point far. is it's hard to identify at the high school and college levels, who's going to be an effective major league pitcher at that time? I agree with the Waka Hudson. We, I mean, you had Joe Kelly and Carlos Martinez as well, I think, when drafted. And they do have a run. It's not aces. You know, they're not ace-quality pitcher. But I'm with Martinez the Martinez was probably drafted 2011 or before, I think. Okay. I, I didn't know. If he know. was even drafted, he might have been a, one of those, one of those Dominic, international yeah. signings. But they, they do have great success with that. I just can't believe yeah, they put right, Gowan in there because... To me, that's not a—I don't think that's a win for the Cardinals. If anything, that looks—you didn't develop and you traded them too early. So it's almost like a, a shot at the organization. Or uh, oh, that's interesting. Well, Martinez was signed by the Red Sox as an amateur free agent. I did not know that. And then the free agent signing was voided a month later. And then he signed as a free agent with the Cardinals in 2010. Yeah. God, that feels—that doesn't feel that long ago. But God, he was with the organization 14. for 11 years. How about that? All-star for two or three, wasn't it? Love him. Strip club brawls. Love that guy. Love that guy. <laughs> I thought in the prime of his career, I, th- I said they should trade him, trade him, trade him. He's never going to be this good again, and he's a head case. Yep. And there's not many starting pitchers that hang around a long time that are head cases. There just aren't. Just like quarterbacks. You're good for the fans, though. Either you loved them or there was a discourse of absolute hatred, yeah. but it made the fans. I don't feel like he had a whole lot of love. I don't feel like he had a whole lot of love. I kind of, if I, if I had to draw a parallel, I would say right now it would be Jordan Cairo, the, the Carlos Martinez. Uh, yeah. People certainly yeah. cheer for him and want him to have success, but I think in the back of their minds they have a feeling that it isn't going to necessarily ever get to the uh, the level. Full that, of uh, talent. You yes. just want a little bit more. Exactly. Uh, big old fans not happy still. Uh, Plowboy, shut up! Oh, You have no clue about anything. Stop talking. (laughs) We have done a great job developing tons of quantity. A ton. There it is. Our issue is we don't draft any elite talent, which is the biggest factor. But to act like we haven't done well in the draft is just moronic. That's from big old fans. Did did he not just hear me? 
I praised every guy that was said in there. And I, I said, I agree with this article. Like, everybody heard that, right? Yeah. Everybody heard that I agree with the article that they do have not ace quality starters in that list, but it, they do have a good run of drafting above average starting pitchers. And it's not as though they avoid drafting certain players for fear, oh, you're going to be elite and demand money. I mean, they got Albert Pujols in the 13th round. Was he not elite? Yeah, my, they don't know who's going to be elite. Big old fan, my only shot at that article was adding Gallon to the equation just because I don't believe that's – they didn't de- – the Cardinals didn't develop him. They just drafted him and shipped him off. And well, the they Arizona in the minors. Maybe. You don't know what that – I mean, he he made his nut in Arizona, and that's Definitely plain nut. and simple. Mm. Like, you can't possibly tell me that Zach Gallon going to go to the Hall of Fame and retire a Cardinal because they developed him. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, my problem with that. But I agree with 99% of the article, so I don't know what you're bashing me about. I just said Zach Gallon being in it kind of stupid. My problem with that text is how many times you said we. I didn't know well, you were, he's one of the, I I told you you were he part was, of the club. He's that zombie. You know, he's part of the three million that just blindly will go to heaven's gates. You know, hand him a 50 for a beer and then watch a 7 nothing blowout and then walk home and say, man, I love this organization. If that's what you want to do, do your thing. Could Don't we hang have the big old fan challenge Ken in some sort of golf match or something similar to the Daddy Padre deal and get him banned from the show? <laughs> that needle-peen douche sucks, and it would bring me great joy to see Ken roll his ass. It's from Brian Henschen, Colts beat oh. reporter. I you interested in playing? He's never hit a golf ball in his life. Really fan but big old fan could be really great for this show if he picked his spots. Like, there's a lot of times where I mess up and have terrible takes. You're going to have a lot of opportunity to strike. But I think he ignores everything I say and just goes through, like, a blanket statement. Because I agreed with the article. How about this? He said, I sent the text before you said you agree. I never saw that coming because it was a smart thought. That's from Big Old Fan. Doug, that was oh. underhanded, wasn't it? Yeah, but, it was kind of, compliment. but it was kind of an apology, so I'll give him credit where at least he explained with the text when it was sent. So yeah. I, I, Again, common ground, Doug. You find it with the people. Sure you do. Yeah. Hey, guys, maybe with Bloom on board, we'll finally go out and bring Mike Maroth back? <laughs> Welcome home, Mike. Big tough from the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great time. I effing love the Plowsy Cardinal hot takes. That's from Eric, and he's the Central West End. Jesus, Doug, thanks, Mr. Strawman. No one said they didn't draft players based on what they are going to get paid some days. That's from Big Old Fan Not Happy. Big old fan, bend over and grab your toes, you dumbass. That's from Mr. Siders. He said, that, he said they haven't drafted elite players, but you don't know who's going to be elite. Just the hard part is drafting players that eventually make it to the major leagues. Some yeah. of them become elite. You never saw it coming. Some of them you think are going to be stars, and it never happens. How many five-tool players have turned into nothing? So many times. I mean, it's, it happens yeah, all the time. They've had a few. Yeah. I don't play golf. It's a shot at me because I don't play golf. Okay, you got me. That's from big old fan. Right. You're right. He doesn't play. We put him to bed. All right, he yeah, is. I just, just knew you weren't the kind of guy that would like to get on, get some fresh air, and have any friends. Every time I hear that, I think of, I, I envision like Homer Simpson saying that. Freeze, Lakaka. I just like how me and Iggy have become to hate big old fan, and it's a fun little turn of events. Uh, Doug, a fun little turn of events is going to Glenn Betts Jewelers because then you see Craig and David and you say, oh, my goodness, I'm getting to know some people who are going to get to know my likes and my lifestyle and who and what it is that my family 
loves. And that's Glenn Betts Jewelers on Manchester and a pair about a mile. You notice it? About a mile. That, yeah, the pitch change. Nice. Very nice. Very yeah. dramatic. It is. Uh, about a mile east of the uh, 270 at Manchester. Exit there online at G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z. Jewelers.com. That's GlennBetsJewelers.com. I'd love it if they had a jingle. Maybe good, we get... better, no. best. Never let it rest till your good is better and your better is Betts. There it is. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. Look for Craig and David in the Glenn Betts Jewelers showroom right there on Manchester in De Pere. And you probably should spend some time to think about it. Jackson, why don't you tell me about Circa? Sure, Tim. I'll tell did you, you go over circuit. last night? Uh, I did take the over. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if I would have live bet, I would have been all over the over in the first one. Yeah, quarter. I mean, all Michigan was scoring. It. And fortunately, for whatever reason, the place I like to place my neighborhood spots is uh, was not making that available, which yeah. is why you need circuit, Doug. Yeah, I uh, I also live bet Washington Moneyline when they were down 17-3. And that what was, was that paying? Probably plus uh, three fifty or something. Plus five hundred. Wow. And that was right before Penix threw the bad pass over. Uh, what's his name? Travis. Roduze. Roduze. Yeah, his head. That would have been a walk-in touchdown. No yep. one that he completely missed through and he slipped on. Not so. a good game played by the Washington Huskies. Nope, I'm not saying they would have won, but there they, they left it out there. So yeah. many. There were some opportunities they left out there. There's also opportunities for you to wager and win with the Circa Sports app, the world's largest sports book in Vegas. is now in Illinois. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. You won't end up talking to a chat bot. If you ever run into any issues with the Circa Sports app, you'll talk to a real person. Plenty to wager on coming up this weekend and of course hockey nba college basketball to bet on during the week we got super wild card weekend starting up saturday sunday and monday all available to bet with the circa sports app which is now available in the great state of illinois so visit circusports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ilgamb to 833-234 there you go check it out circa uh, available for you. And then you'd be able to live bet during a game. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, stuff. for real. Really None of these games are going on at the same time, are they? No, I think they're all stacked. Yeah, about the playoff games? Yeah. yeah. They're stacked. They're, they're all they're all separate windows. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, because then you don't have to go flip them back and forth. Some good games this weekend, man. I'm anxious. I guess the Texans-Browns. Well, I don't know if I would necessarily list that one, although Ooh, I'm bullish on the Browns. I'm bullish on the te- the Texans and Browns are playing about as good as any team's going right now. Well, now that they have Stroud back, yeah, Stroud is huge. But I'm 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 I'm, inv- I'm legitimately emotionally invested in the Browns and the Lions. Yeah, Lions Rams. That's a that's a that's a battle right there, baby. I'm pulling for them. Hey, uh, if you are injured in a car accident, you need an attorney. You need the best one you can find. If any of my family or friends are ever injured in an accident, I want them to call Doug Biggs. And C.D. Longo at Longo Biggs Injury Law. For nearly 10 years, Doug Biggs and C.D. Longo have been recognized as the top 40 under 40 personal injury lawyers by Super Lawyers, the National Academy of Personal Injury Attorneys, and the National Trial Lawyers Association. Uh, Doug and C.D. are TMA listeners. They are local, they are friendly, they are professional, and most importantly, excellent personal Injury lawyers. They're not the churn and burn type of law firm. With Doug and CD, you won't be just another file lost in the shuffle. If you have questions about your case, you'll talk to Doug or CD personally, and they will handle every aspect of your case the entire way. They'll get to know you, and you will get to know them. It's Longo Biggs online at L O N G O B I G G S dot com. Longo Biggs dot com. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based 
solely on advertisements. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we will have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Jackson and I then go down the hallway. We will we'll be fine. Yeah. We will be fine. It's called Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. That YouTube chat has become a, a very, very hot and naughty chat. And then Jackson and I will come down the hallway for QFTA daily at about 11.15 on the YouTube TMA channel. We will not have it at that time tomorrow. I have a lunch. Doug, you know I have a lunch with? J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Yeah, Jeff Lottman, Compass Realty, Luxury Realty, and uh, he's been doing it in St. Louis for, what, 22 years and half a billion dollars in sales? I don't know if you're noticing it, but homes are uh, back on the market. And uh, new construction, but both uh, new construction and homes on the market. If you are looking to buy a home or looking to sell your home, Work with Jeff. He has been doing it in St. Louis for 22 years, and he has sold some incredibly impressive homes and also played a big role in helping people buy their dream home. JeffLotman.com, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Went to Compass Realty. Compass is St. Louis's number one luxury real estate agency. It's Compass and Jeff Lotman. Jeff Lotman, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N. That's exactly right. Uh, We'll take a break. James Carlton is uh, in the building. We'll have the design air heating and cooling email of the day. Jackson and I will deal with the situation. Send your emails in for QFTA. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. This is the morning after presented by Brian Crippen.